Hello and welcome to this episode of Demystified as we explore home cooking in a modern world. Hello, I'm Linda and I'm here with my friend Paul. Morning, Paul. Morning. It's very cold. It's very cold. Chilly morning here in cold brunny, not sunny brunny. Paul, one thing that you mentioned in our From the Kitchen wrap-up last week, which I thought we haven't really touched on other than maybe in a couple of mentions when we were doing Cooking for the Apocalypse, was Master Stocks. Yeah, well. Let's just or, ma- or stocks. Stocks, yeah. So master stock. But you did stock, use the term a master stock. Yeah. So master stock is its own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and stocks in general, I, I could say fish, beef, chicken, lamb, pork, duck, veal, turkey, whatever. But a master stock is a, a Asian Chinese particular stock. Um, and it's called a master stock because it gets reused for years and years and years and years and years. Kind of like... Years and years and years. Yeah. Oh, wow. Kind of like sort of sourdough, sourdough. Col- yeah, culture, culture sort of mm-hmm. thing. So a master stock um, is made from water, spices like star anise, cassia bark. There are a couple of particular things which go into a master stock. Um, mandarin peel is one which is, you don't come across it that often. Um, particularly dried mandarin peel. Took me a while to find it, but I, it's, it's out there, you can get it. Um, and things like yellow rock sugar, shousing wine, soy sauce. So the base of it is, uh, there's no protein base. Um, and you generally will poach a protein in or braise a protein in that stock. And then the idea being is that once it's cooked, you um, strain off your stock. I usually set mine in the fridge. So any fat from whatever it is I've cooked in that stock rises to the top. I remove the fat, bring it back up to the boil, strain it, and you just add to it with essentially water. And you can always always add a few more spices, so ginger and yeah. There's a million variations of it, but yeah, you just keep it and keep it and keep it and it develops a depth of flavor over a long period of time so if you've ever been to a chinese restaurant or seen walk past the chinese restaurant you see those sort of really golden colored chickens hanging up in the windows and stuff like that they've generally been done in a, in a master stock so it's like they're, they're oh, okay. poached in a master stock yeah. and that's where the cut that rich deep color comes from um so quite often you'll see chicken is a really common one um so you effectively poach your chicken within the stock um and then some places depending on where you are you can then you deep fry or pan fry or roast or something like that so it's part of a longer cooking process of course you can just poach and use some of the poaching liquid as a sauce to a poached chicken um, which is pretty common but master stock is different to when i say stocks um, so like beef, chicken, lamb, turkey, duck, pork. So they're effectively for me just bones and water. So a master stock is its own recipe, if you like. And no actual protein in the preparation of it. 
Not in the preparation of it, no. You cook a protein in it. So you, you have to punch it full of flavour at the start. Um, and it's quite particular. It's quite specific. So a lot of restaurants will, will have had a 10-year, 15-year master stock. Really? Hmm. Well, that's something I didn't know. So as long as you remove, um, you know, the fat and the uh, impurities... Um, yeah, you can just keep topping it up. Generally, they'll top it up with a little bit of water. You might add some fresh ginger, more fresh ingredients just to lift it. Um, but the heart of the stock, so if you've got a chicken master stock, so you've done chicken in a master stock, you'll only use that master stock. Well, I would only use that master stock going forward for chicken and maybe duck. So you stick to poultry. You don't often see... I mean, it is out there, but you don't often see red meat master stocks. So the recipe I did the other day, which was oxtail in a master stock. So that master stock has now got an, a beef flavour to it. Um, if I'm going to use it again, I'll use it only for beef. So veal would be no, lamb would be no, it will only be beef. So, yeah, a master stock is kind of like, you know, a stock without any protein in it like you say but it's its own thing um so a chicken stock you can add to a beef dish quite easily or even a fish dish whereas a master stock once you add a protein to it it's got its own life and then you just keep it forever how much would you make if you're going to make a master stock would you make a liter two liters uh or for home cooks i'd say you'd probably start with maybe two Two liters is enough because it will reduce over time. Um, but it's a great thing to have in the fridge. Like, Do you keep it in the fridge or the freezer? Fr- uh, fridge. I mean, okay. if you're going to use it semi-regularly in the fridge, but it's really important to get the impurities out of it. Mm-hmm. So when I say the impurities, once you've made the stock and you've done whatever you're going to do with it, strain all of the spices out. Uh, make sure you remove the, the fat from whatever it is that you've cooked in that stock. So I'll show you the one I've got later. It's got a big layer of fat on top. I'll just get rid of all of that. I'll bring the stock up to the boil. It's always got to come back up to the boil just for safety. Um, Bring it up to the boil and then I'll strain it again and stick it in the fridge and it'll just sit there. Okay. Mm. And as long as it's in the fridge and there's no impurities in it... Yeah, you'll need to... Yeah, you'll need to... It's not going to keep forever and ever and ever unless you attend to it. So you'll need to, if you're not going to use it for a month, you'll probably need to bring it up to the boil just to cook out any bacteria or anything that's developed. So you'll need to bring it up to the boil. Of course, you can keep it in the freezer. Um, But when you put things in the freezer, depending on your freezer and depending on the conditions and all the rest of it, you can get ice crystals Mm. forming, which is water, which is not a bad thing really for that because it's not a sauce that you're making from it, really. It's a poaching liquor. And why would you use it? What sort of purpose does it have oh, know, in flavor, the process? huge amount of flavor. To inject flavor into the protein yeah. before you maybe just brown it off or, yeah, or roast it or do whatever. Yeah, yeah. Flavor and color. So you get quite a bit of color, a really rich sort of golden caramel hue to whatever it is you're cooking. I mean, with red meat, you can't see it as much. Certainly chicken, like, it's quite noticeable. Um, So if you, just as an example, if you wanted to do, you know how we did roast chicken and we brined it, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not the same as brining because brine you don't cook. 
at the start when you brine your chicken. But if you do a chicken and really slowly poach it in a master stock and then let it dry in the fridge and then roast it, the color you will get on that chicken and the flavor is unbelievable. Like it really gets them. I mean, it's quite powerful. It's not, you're not gonna drink it as a soup, the master stock that is. Um, but you certainly get some, yeah, some pretty serious color in there. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's 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 different to a beef stock, a chicken stock, lamb stock, like I said. So it is its own thing. Um, so in these times at the moment when we've maybe got a little bit more time on our hands, it's pretty easy to plan prepare. ahead. You can make the stock. Yeah, and, and then and there's no. I mean, the, there are a few things which I think have to go in there. So shouting wine is one. It's a major component of it. Um, soy sauce of course mandarin peel there's a couple of things in there uh if you can get yellow rock sugar rather than palm sugar it's just different um so it's got that spicy sweet salty thing happening a little bit um and as you work with it over time it gets better and better and better so i put dried shiitake mushrooms in mine although a lot of people don't um but i like that sort of real savory and the it term and i hate it but that umami flavor you get from mushrooms um no i actually don't know that flavor <laughs> but, um, but anyway but it, like really subtle yeah but it's just it's more not for the mushroom flavor for the savory sort of part of it um lemongrass you can you know make your own up but really to keep it and keep it for a length of time you just have to look after it and maintain it why, why do you say Shaoxing sauce? Shaoxing wine? Shaoxing wine, sorry. Yeah. What, what, what do you mean, well, why do I when say you, that? When you say it's absolutely <laughs> critical, yeah. why is that? Um, uh, there are a few things within a master stock which... So like, kind of... Okay, if we were making a chicken stock with chicken bones and water, if we compare Shaoxing wine to chicken bones... You can't make a chicken stock without chicken bones. You can't make master stock without chassing one. Okay, so, and how do you spell it for those of us who can't? Oh, uh, there are, there are a is few. Is it the X one? Is it? Is yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, I'm not an X. expert in um, Chinese, no. but it's I think S H O X I N G. Okay. Two words. I might do a little bit of research, and when I post the podcast, yeah, put some notes about that. In yeah. The so, and there's notes. different like levels of Xiaoxing wine. So in China, it's a really highly prized ingredient and you get, like you, you like you would get aged balsamic. I mean, oh, yeah. it's not vinegar, mm. but like you would get aged balsamic, you get Xiaoxing wine, which is, I think, three, five, eight years, which are all for cooking. And then you get 30 year, which is for drinking, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's a... But it's a very wide... And it's cheap. Like, you don't need to go and buy 30-year Chassing wine. Um, you get a litre bottle of Chassing wine for like $4. It's cheap, cheap. But it's just an integral part. Okay, it's really hard to explain the, the flavour of it. And if you can't find it, you can use things like... It's, got, it's actually, do you know what? It's really sim- similar to sherry, like a dry sherry. Okay. So if you can't find Shouting wine, a dry sherry is a substitute. And maybe in the, in, in the podcast notes, we could put some quantities in. 
yeah, yeah. For two liters of liquid of water, yeah. What would you put in in terms of the other? Yeah, yeah, we could do that. Yeah. But on the, the broader topic of stocks, um, so for me, and I think I've mentioned this before, but in the case of a chicken stock, a beef stock, a lamb stock, a veal stock, a turkey stock, um, fish and shellfish, we'll leave aside for a second, all of those things, you have effectively two versions. One is a white and one is a brown. Um, a white chicken stock for me is chicken bones and water, just raw chicken bones and water. It's really important with your stocks, you bring them up to the boil, really important. They have to come up to the boil and then turn them down and let them simmer. Now, the longer you let it simmer, the more potent they will be because you get evaporation um, of the liquid, intensifies the flavor, da, 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 da. And a brown chicken stock is roasted bones so you roast your bones first and then you add them to water and then you do the same process now you'll see every man and his dog put what we call mirepoix so carrot celery onion leek um, and things like bay leaves peppercorns maybe some thyme or something like that this is for your classic sort of base stocks i don't put vegetables the only the only time I put vegetables in a stock is fish stock and vegetable stock. So for every other stock that I make, I just do the bones and water. Because when I'm making a chicken stock, I want it to taste like chicken. I don't want it to taste like chicken and vegetables. I want it to taste like chicken. Fish is a little bit different because a fish stock for me is a very brief cook. Whereas a chicken stock, I'm talking five, six, seven, eight hours at least. Same with beef, veal, duck, all of the rest of them, lamb. Um, so I just use water and the bones. The other benefit of that is, is that if I cooked vegetables and chicken in a stock together for six hours, seven hours, the vegetables, as you could imagine, break down and go to mm. almost like slush. By the time you strain it and do all the rest of it, and you get a lot of impurity from the vegetables, like you get the fibers and all the rest of it, and it'll make your stock cloudy. If you just use the bones of whatever it is stock you're making and water, your stock will be much clearer. Your stocks, I think, white or brown, should look like, um, so they'll be different colors, but should have the clarity of like a nicely brewed cup of tea. That's the best way to describe it so even if you've got a white chicken stock yeah it'll have that sort of slight sort of haze of different color it's not going to look like water but it'll be a different color but the clarity of it should be like a cup of tea and a brown chicken stock the same it should be like a cup of tea now fish stock fish stock for me you only do fish stocks for about 20 minutes max um, because you're not going to get there's not a lot of benefit to overcooking a fish stock. Um, so with fish, I do onion, celery, leek, a few peppercorns and a bit of bay leaf. Um, and fishes in a stock form is a little bit more potent. So you can smell it a lot more. The flavor's a lot bigger than a chicken stock after 20 minutes, if that makes sense. So if we put a fish stock for 20 minutes and a chicken stock for 20 minutes, the chicken stock, you'll probably get really slight chickeny flavor, very mild. 
a fish stock for 20 minutes it tastes like fish you can smell it taste it okay it's really quite strong so vegetable stock is totally different again um so vegetable stock i don't go any more than sort of 40 minutes um and you can do a brown vegetable stock too so you roast your vegetables but you stick to those sort of that classic mirepoix chicken uh sorry carrot celery leek onion bay leaves peppercorns garlic if you want um but fish stocks yeah a little bit of veg but stick with though stick with the white vegetables say when i say white celery leek onion i don't do carrot um bay leaves a little bit of dill fennel is another good one those aniseed flavors um and then you have other stocks like shellfish stocks so like prawn lobster all of those sorts of things uh crab so the basis of like things like a bouillabaisse or bouillabaisse is you know shellfish and whole fish but uh, a bisque let's say um so there are two options there one is let's say you're making a crab stock one is to just go crab straight in pot of water and i would do the same with some vegetables but i'd crush the shells okay to let some of the yep. flavor out uh, but you get a better, more flavorful crab stock or prawn stock or lobster or whatever it is um, by roasting them. So actually shellfish benefits from being roasted first. And that color you get, that sort of red, orangey red hue, quite often depending on where you go and what restaurant you'll go to, sometimes it'll be natural uh, and sometimes you'll find a little bit of tomato paste added just to give that Oh, yeah. that red, red. Mm. Um, colour that you associate with with like a crab bisque or something like that so yeah there's two versions of stocks and well you know in your general stocks chicken, beef, turkey, duck, lamb, pork white and brown um, and if you're going to do a brown stock when you roast your bones don't just I mean don't use a whole chicken right it's kind of a waste get chicken necks get off cuts get chicken wings are quite often good um, even the tips of chicken wings uh, carcasses don't use like pr- premium premium cuts of the chicken use the secondary cuts um, chicken necks are quite good because they've got a bit of um, like gelatin in them um, if you want to make a really thick or a more viscous stock um, with let's say a beef or a lamb stock or ask your butcher for a pig's trotter and get oh, them to okay. slice it in half. Um, so that'll give you a little bit more viscosity. So down the track, if you want to reduce your stock to make a sauce, um, yeah, you can do that. But stocks are like the basis of like so many things. So a braise, almost every classic French sauce, almost, is stock-based. So when you read, you probably don't read them that often, but things like a velouté, a velouté is kind of like a bechamel sauce, but made with stock rather than milk. So that same process of making a roux of butter and flour, and you cook that out and then you add stock to it, that's a velouté, and then you can add cream to it, which makes it another sauce, and then you add this, which makes it another sauce. They are the basis. So most kitchens, as a just flat general rule of thumb, will have a chicken stock, a white chicken stock, because that can be used for making a risotto to go with fish because it's not super strong, let's say. Uh, so you have a white chicken stock and either a 
generally a veal stock is the other one. Beef's really strong, so a lot of the time they'll go with veal. And they'll be the two bases of a lot of sauces. Um, something, even soups and things like that. So French onion soup is a combination of chicken onions and a whole ton of them, um, chicken stock and veal stock together. Okay. So there's also things like that classic Vietnamese soup fur. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a white chicken and beef stock cooked together. Okay. With a whole heap of spices and all the rest of it. But they're not roasted. That's how they get that nice, clear, but flavorful mm-hmm. soup. And they actually put chicken bones and beef bones together in the pot. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, it is, yeah. I think everyone who's lived in a little while in particularly Australia, which has got Vietnamese restaurants in every uh, suburb, yeah. we've all tried a fur and they're fantastic. Mm. Well, I know... Yeah, I think we talked about this before, but having that roast chicken and making stock out of the bones yep. was great to have in the freezer for those times that I made risotto, a light soup for lunch. Yeah, and quite, great. I mean, like... Having, just having it there. Yeah, quite often people, um, you know, ask me what's my sort of guilty food or what's my guilty pleasure thing or where I've... Something I really enjoy that I don't make myself. So Peking duck is one thing. So if I want to have Peking duck, and I'm talking classic Peking duck with the pancakes, the hoisin sauce, the cucumber, spring onion, and the duck itself, sometimes I'll do a bit of a cheat and just go and buy a whole duck if I can't be bothered going through the process of roasting my own. Um, But I always keep the carcass of that and make a stock out of that because it's got huge amounts of flavour left in the carcass. So any carcasses that you're left with you can make a stock out of. You can make a stock out of almost anything. So if you wanted to, no, I'm not saying that you would, but you know how something like a roast potato has a really distinctive flavour, mm-hmm. yeah? There's yeah. nothing like the flavour of a roast potato. Yeah. Effectively, what you could do is roast potatoes, and then once they're roasted, add water to the water to it and make a roasted potato stock. Why not? Well, why not? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, probably a waste of good roasted potatoes, but nonetheless, like... Yeah, but but why not? So if you've got... Now, I'm not saying this is the ideal way to go about it, but sometimes... I mean, I did this the other day at home. Em said to me, oh, we've got a whole heap of vegetables. And I said, oh, we'll just do a big tray of roasted vegetables and we'll have some whatever. And we had leftover... And then I was looking at the roasted vegetables and they were a bit sad and blah, 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 been in the fridge for a day or so and I was like, oh, they're not appealing anymore. Um, but what I did was I just added them to not a, an abundance of water, just a bit of water, and I just made a roasted vegetable stock. So I didn't cook for very long uh, and I just added that to a soup which I made. Oh, nice. Just to give that Kick. roasted vegetable and rather than just add water. So you can make a stock out of almost anything almost but yeah just remember there are two versions white and brown I think I mean that someone will tell me there's a whole lot more but then there's master stocks and there's variations of all sorts of things um, but yeah with anything that you've got protein involved so beef chicken lamb turkey duck whether you've put it at the start or at the end they they will last quite a long time but you need to maintain them and look after them 
So a chicken stock doesn't last forever. Even if you bring it to the boil and bring it to the boil and bring it to the boil and bring it to, it's not gonna last forever. Um, master stock's a little bit different because it's got a lot of salt and sugar and all the rest of it. But yeah, just look after them. Um, and when you get a chance to make one, they're not difficult. Like it's bung it in a pot, stick some water on it, cook it out. Like, but just with your water content versus your vegetable or chicken or whatever content it is, depending on how much time you've got will depend on how much water that you add. So generally just enough water to cover. So if I'm doing one duck carcass, I'll put it in a, let's say a three liter pot, maybe a four liter pot. I think my pot's four liters. I'll just stick the duck carcass in any of the bits of spices that came with it because I generally put some star anise and spring onions and stuff in it. I'll bring it up to the boil. Always bring your stocks up to the boil. They have to reach the boil. Um, you can't just have it on a simmer. It's got to come up to the boil first and then turn it down and just let it bubble away. So you don't want a vigorous bubble. You just want it just ticking over slowly. And then I'll just leave that for two or three hours, reduce it by at least a litre to two litres. So I start with four and I'm left with two. And by the time I drain the duck out, it's probably one and a half, really, of liquid. But yeah, and then you can add that to, if I make a risotto with duck, why not? Oh, wow. Like a, a soup, we did a recipe, mm. actually. We did a we did the recipe for Peking-style roasted duck, and then I made a stock from the duck carcass, and we poached some chicken in that in the steam oven, and then we used that stock to make a noodle chickeny thing do you like that description well, a that noodle chickeny thing a noodle yeah all those years of chefing <laughs> yeah but yeah so the, i mean you can make a stock out of anything but yeah master stock was kind of topical because i made it the other day but yeah so it's a different thing master stock isn't a term that you use for all stocks master stock is its own one well, thank you for that, and I will post in the in the podcast. So that means you need me to do small oh, work. Oh yes, <laughs> that's what I love. It's just a, I'm just doing a little handball sign here for those of us who know what Aussie rules football are. It's yeah, handballed it. But thank you for that, um, and happy cooking. Yeah, we'll see you. We'll talk see to you next, next time. time. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this podcast as we explore home cooking in a modern world. We'd love you to subscribe, and for more information, please go to our website, cookingwithsteam.com.